Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Scott Bischoff coming to you for Detroit Lions podcast. We're going to talk about, um, in, in episode one, we talked about Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, and uh, Sam Laporta, and... Uh, Video two is going to be Brian Branch, Hendon Hooker, uh, Broderick Martin, Colby Salsdale, and Antoine Green. And then sort of like a wrap it up kind of this is what the the position groups kind of look like after free agency in the draft. Very generally. So uh, stay tuned. Coming to you right after the break. Um, before we do anything else, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Wherever you're hearing this, uh, that helps us. Um, it helps us do what we're doing. Please do that. Uh, stay tuned. Coming to you right after the break. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Okay, so... Um, so we hit Gibbs, we hit uh, Campbell, we hit Laporta, and now we get to the point where where the Laporta pick was a good pick and it felt like a good pick, felt like a smart move. And then the Lions went ahead and I believe they traded up. Um, I could be wrong, but I think they traded up to 45 and drafted Brian Branch and the entire thing turned. Um, uh, he's a nickel, nickel safety, let's call it that, out of Alabama. Um, getting him at 45 is stealing. It is just stealing. Uh, if the Lions would have taken him at 12, I'd have been pretty happy. So, um, this is a guy, uh, pretty much the entire defense for Alabama last year was he and Will Anderson in some ways, but really Branch was the show. Um, he could play all over the place. But the real value with Branch is is the are the things that he can do closer to the line of scrimmage, um, lined up over the slot receiver, and then playing against the run in the box, and then covering uh, like tight ends. And you know, in that intermediate part of the field, he's really effective doing that. I would not play him deep as a deep safety because I think he's limited in that way. But when you're looking at a at a guy who's got incredible instincts. Will always find the ball. Um, maybe a better, a better than incredible tackler, meaning one of the better tacklers you'll ever see. Um, all these things, the value of where of where they can play him, uh, the versatility and exchangeability between him and like this year Chauncey Gartner Johnson Jr. and Cam Sutton, and then going forward long term, how he kind of resolves that position. Uh, getting him at forty five. You know, it, this is this was a fantastic pick, but just this is a great pick. Next, it's uh, Hendon Hooker. So Hendon Hooker with pick sixty-eight. So there's so I would consider him to be a a developmental plus plus quarterback prospect. And what I mean by that is, um, 
is he a depth player or is he more? Um, on film, there's clearly enough for him to be a pretty coveted prospect in the process. He tore his ACL late. He's an older prospect. And Tennessee's offensive scheme does no favors for quarterbacks as far as learning to read coverages and go through progressions. So it's not something he's ever really had to do. So is he at the is he at the the you know the is he at first base as far as the learning curve? No, I think he's ahead of that. But there's a lot for him to have to figure out and resolve and learn at the NFL level. And then here's the problem is that he's injured this year. So the timing for where he comes to the Lions is just a little uncomfortable. You have Jared Goff for two more years. I don't think he plays this year. So it, there's a relative unknown as to what he is really going to be. Um, you're going to see him in practice. You're going to see how hard he works and all those things. You're just not going to see him play. So that's the conundrum there. That's that's the uh, the the problem is that we don't know what he's going to be likely before they have to make a decision, maybe not even about him, that impacts whether he is the guy or not. But um, he's a developmental and he's he's a good enough prospect that I think he should have went much sooner than this. And um, in the right situation, I think he could he could really be impactful. Um, you know, that's I mean, really I mean it, it, the question is 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 he a depth player? And if so, that's great because you need that. Um, you need so you need some young depth. Uh, period at the position. Will he push Goff? We'll see. Uh, we don't have answers for that right now, but all I know is at pick 68, it's worth the throw of a dart for what he could potentially become. It, um, there's no doubt. I mean, I think it's almost like, uh, I don't want to say a no-brainer, but it kind of is. It's, you know, for what he showed last year and how effective he was challenging teams vertically, uh, making plays outside structure, running with the ball, dual-purpose guy, super accurate, all those things, uh, you know, super smart pick, very happy with this pick. Um, so then it went to, we were ending round three, and the Lions gave up a few picks to jump up and take uh, defensive tackle Broderick Martin out of Western Kentucky. Six foot five, 337 pounds, long arms. Um, this is not a guy you're going to move around easily. So when you when you see him, he is just pure size and power. With a little bit of pocket uh, movement ability, meaning he is not a. Uh, we're going to sit here at the part at the line of scrimmage and just have a party because I'm not capable of getting into the backfield. He is capable of getting into the backfield a little bit, but it's a little bit enough to where it makes him a little more dangerous than your run stuffing just run stuffing nose tackle. Um, again, a huge man. Lots of mass. Uh, he is very difficult to move. There's a lot of double blocking, double team blocking with him. Um, the other thing that stands out in a big way is you can see effort from him. He doesn't give up on plays. He's relentless. He'll run. He'll chase down the ball to the far side of the field. Um, he will. He does it pretty regularly. So it's interesting to see how, you know, a player like that just not give up. What does that sound like, right? So, uh, he needs refinement, you know, as a one tech, I think, you know, you need a little work there. Um, some of that's going to come in trying to keep his pads low and not standing straight up and exposing, you know, his body to 
to uh, guards who are then going to move him off the ball. Um, but like, uh, you know, you're, you're t- you're, you 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 take him, you pair him with Aleem McNeil and Isaiah Bugs. You have huge bodies. Again, you've just made it much more difficult to run on you um, if that's the plan. I'm not saying it's the plan because I don't know for sure, but if that's the plan coming out of this draft was to make it much more difficult to run on us, they've done that. Uh, I think he needs a little refinement in, in the way he uses his hands to disengage. Um, but again, you know, he's a massive body and a player who really fills a need. If McNeil is their three, they really needed a the, you need a rotation as uh, for ones and Bugs and and Martin and others fill that role. Um, I think he's part of a rotation early, which is good. You need that, but you know, he's a he's an exciting player. Um, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what he does and how many double teams he commands, you know, in on the interior there to free up everybody else, right? So if he's eating two blockers, McNeil has to deal with one. Everybody else is singled up. It's good stuff. So obviously they targeted him as a player that they valued. Uh, Colby Sorsdale, the uh, the right tackle for William and Mary, he's going to be a guard in the NFL. Uh, developmental player. I think he's got nasty demeanor. You can see it. Uh, his style is is uh, it's a it's a fun watch. Um, against lesser competition, you can tell that he was just better than some of the other players. The things that he did as a tackle that that had me kind of perk up and take notice was his ability to reach block um, players, you know, a gap away from him um, to to move his feet and be in position to to reach them, turn them, and seal them off from the plate was very impressive. So you're looking at a player who has the technical ability to do these things, the athletic ability to do these things, and also at times seeing him kind of ragdoll people at the line of scrimmage uh, with his upper body power, it's pretty. And it looks good. Uh, He's a nice developmental player. And then the last pick they made, Antoine Green, uh, receiver from North Carolina. Um, I think we're looking at a vertical threat, a player who's pretty raw in his movements as far as a route runner, but but when it comes to running verticals, um, you know, he's got that straight line buildup speed. He ran four four seven. Um, he's really good in the contested catch game. Uh, I would prefer that he didn't have to be so good in the contested catch game because that would mean that he would be beating college defensive backs a little easier. Um, one of the things that he does not do well is he doesn't stack defenders at the point uh, uh, with, like when the ball's arriving. So he's not creating space for himself with his body. And I think he can learn that really quick. And if he picks up on that, you're looking at a player who I think might be sneaky good in terms of uh, vertical splash plays um, because he can run and he does he does show it. Uh, he's a very interesting prospect worth a flyer at that point, um, especially considering Jamison Williams' issues uh, to this point. So that's the draft. Um, you know, one thing I did want to mention um, – is and we're not going to go through all this stuff, but but like when you're at pick six and Witherspoon goes, um, we need to consider that maybe they didn't care for what was left, and that's why they moved to twelve. 
And from 12 to 18, uh, you know, some corners went. Uh, Lucas Van, Van Ness went. Uh, Christian Gonzalez went. I'm glad they didn't pick him. Uh, I don't think he fits them at all. And then after Cam- Campbell goes, it's the same thing. There's a bunch of receivers that go. And it's just like, you know, this was not a, dr- a great class. It just wasn't. So um, summarizing kind of where they are post-draft, I think that obviously in free agency, you you really bolstered you really bolstered your secondary. And in the draft, you bolstered your defensive line. The interior, you, you, you've you've got some help. You added some a big-bodied playmaking uh, linebacker. Um, you know, uh, you've gotten bigger. You've gotten much tougher to run on. Um, offensively, you've you have we've we broke down the whole thing with with uh, explosive plays. You've made your offense more explosive, and I think it'll stay that way rather than drying up. Because let's be honest, the back half of the season. Lions offense wasn't as good as it could have been because they weren't running the ball effectively and they weren't getting splash plays. So, you know, um, you know, I, I mean, I think the, you know, the running back room is significantly better than it was. Um, the Jameson, uh, the, the gambling thing sucks. Um, but you have some players who can cover that six weeks. Um, I think Laporta helps there. I think Gibbs helps there uh, as far as getting their offense rolling. And, uh, I mean, overall, I would tell you that I think that the Lions, while doing it somewhat unconventionally, have done a really good job of improving pretty much everywhere on this roster. And now it's just a matter of how it how they gel and how it all comes together. But, uh, you know, those are the thoughts on the drafts. Uh, we'll continue doing these. Uh, hopefully there's some value for, for, for some of you guys from – for some of you guys and girls – and ladies, uh, you know, in in you know what the thoughts were as far as why I think they did some of the things they do, but you know, um, that's it. That's the uh, the recap video. Uh, we'll talk soon. You guys have a great couple weeks, and uh, we'll we'll have something for you quick. Let's bring it in here together. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.